Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last week, we talked about how to find sensory-friendly clothes for your child on the spectrum. So hopefully you found some of those quick tips and information helpful to you. This week, we're going to talk about how communication is a two-way street and how it's equally as important for us as parents to make sure that we're communicating effectively and clearly to our kids, especially when we're trying to give instructions. I'm sure you've all experienced this when I say sometimes you give an instruction to your child and they either didn't respond to you. Um, you felt that they ignored you, they didn't respond, or perhaps they even just told you no. Um, that's something we encounter daily in our household. Drayson's favorite expression is no. <laughs> Anytime I ask him to do anything, even sometimes when I greet him, it's just no. Um, so I ask you, though, a very uh, thoughtful and posing question, and that is, why is it automatically the assumption that they don't understand us? Why are we not evaluating how we can communicate better to meet their needs and our own needs at the same time? And I believe for us, that's been a very difficult thing. That's been a challenge for us in our household, uh, partially because it takes work, right? I think we tend to get so caught up in the other daily grind of things that to sit here and try to have to think about how to communicate or how to make sure that we're changing it up so that they understand or that we can get a response, it becomes exhausting, right? Because we've got a lot of other things to do throughout our day. But I do encourage you to keep trying and to find ways to do it because it is worth it. And we've experienced that in our household. Drayson actually follows instructions very well. And I've realized that it's often me or my husband that are not clear when um, something doesn't happen. And we've had to work really hard on how to communicate with him. And so keep in mind that just because a person is non-responsive or non-verbal doesn't mean that they don't understand you. And that's happened to us really quite frequently in the beginning with Drayson when we were facing his diagnosis. I didn't think he understood but it it was just that he was non-responsive, which is different. Unclear communication can cause more frustration and confusion for both sides, right? And it can also add to a child's anxiety, which I think is something that we don't think about. When things are misunderstood or they don't necessarily maybe have comprehension to understand the steps of something, then it can actually heighten their anxiety And it can actually um, cause a lot of frustration and even outbursts. We've seen that also happen with Drayson, a lot of tantrums, a lot of outbursts when he just has frustration over not knowing quite what to do. So how can we communicate better as parents? I'm just going to give you a few quick tips of some things that we've done in our household um, that have helped us like on a scale that I can't even – In fact, once we started implementing these things, I started to laugh because it really was that simple. It was just us making a little bit of a shift. 
So understand that it's a shared responsibility. That is the first thing is that my husband and I really had to remember that it was not his burden to um, solely understand and learn from what we were trying to teach him. So, and I'll say that again, the burden should not be placed on your child alone for them to learn what the appropriate response should be. It goes back to saying what you don't know, you don't know. So until we teach him what that appropriate response is, there's no way for us to have that expectation for him. And it's unfair to place that on a child. Keep your questions or instructions short and manageable. What is the important message? When we speak to Drayson, we try to be very concise with what we're asking him so that he clearly understands what we're saying. Avoid too many words or unnecessary ones like actually or you know because that can confuse them as well. Again, we try to make things very clear and concise. So instead of saying, actually, you know, I can't find my sunglasses. Do you know where they are? Just ask very plainly, where are my sunglasses? So there's a little bit of a difference in the question. But that can actually get straight to the answer, too. So that's why we started doing things like that and trying to eliminate some of the verbiage. So we always say straight to the point in our household. (laughs) Allow processing time for them to understand. This is a really big one for us in our home. Drayson has um, sensory processing disorder where he's delayed in his response. And many kids on the spectrum are. Many special needs kids are delayed sometimes on response. So it's important to take that into account. And I really had a big epiphany a couple years ago when I was in um, actually in an IEP meeting for him at school, at his previous school. And I realized that they weren't pausing necessarily for um, a significant amount of time to give Drayson time to answer. And what I mean by that is think about it. If you are being asked a question and you're trying to think about the answer, imagine somebody saying that question to you repeatedly within seconds of each other. So how are you today? Instead of pausing and waiting for that answer, it's how are you today? Hey, did you hear me? How are you today? Drayson, how are you today? Drayson, Drayson, Drayson. How are you today? Imagine for somebody that has trouble processing information or taking in information, speaking rapidly at that rate, it can put them into a state of overwhelm and it can cause a lot of anxiety. What I realized was the way that they were asking Dreyson questions was too rapid and they weren't giving him ample time to answer. So I I always say as a rule of thumb, give at least 10 seconds. And 10 seconds is a long amount of time. If you count to 10 in your head after answering a question, there it takes a fair amount. That's a long pause. But um, our rule of thumb in our house is give at least 10 seconds for Drayson to try to answer that question before repeating it. And also be mindful that sometimes when you ask the question, they may not realize that you're asking them directly unless you ask their name. So sometimes I'll say, how are you? I won't get a response from Drayson. Then I'll say, Drayson, how are you? And sometimes even after I say Drayson now, he'll look up at me and say yes, because he realizes that he's being called upon. So um, little tips like that are really important to remember, and it helps to slow you down too when you're talking. 
Um, but try pausing for a full 10 seconds next time you ask your kiddo a question and see if maybe they you can get a response out of them before having to repeat it. Avoid multiple questions or instructions at the same time. So if you have more than one question, try not to ask all those questions back to back to back. You might get an answer, yes or no, but you might even get a short answer, but you might not know even exactly what they're answering, especially if you ask them two or three questions at one time. You might not even know what the response is for which question. So avoid multiple um, questions or instructions at the same time. And um, this also helps to create a dialogue. So when you pause and get a response, then you can ask the next next question um, or make another comment. And so that also helps to teach them how to create a dialogue or a conversation. When giving instructions, use the same words when you repeat them and prioritize the importance of the instructions. Drayson used to only be able to do one-sentence instructions. So if I was trying to tell him to brush his teeth, I would have to break that down into different a different set of instructions. So instead of brush your teeth, which now he understands, I had to break it down. Go to the sink. Get your toothbrush. Put toothpaste on the toothbrush. So breaking them down into actionable steps um, when you start with one sentence instructions, you're just trying to get to the whole, the goal at the end goal is still there. It just has to be broken down into a more simplified process. And this is something that we started doing with Drayson, um, and, and our care team. We started with one sentence instructions and then now he's doing two and three sentence instructions, which is great. And it, it, it's just taken him time to learn those multiple steps. And so now we can continually work on, those goals as we see fit, but now he can do things where I can say, um, please go brush your teeth and comb your hair. You know, before it was really breaking down five different steps on how to brush your teeth, five different steps on how to comb your hair, um, and literally one sentence at a time. And so sometimes we have to really simplify those things and that can be difficult for us because these are things that we just take for granted that we naturally know how to do. So take a step back and figure out how you can break down that process for them. If necessary, use visual aids to make instructions more clear. Um, you can use a visual aids um, schedule, which I actually have one for those of you that are watching today on YouTube. Um, and for those of you listening, I'll go ahead and try to describe it. But this is just a magnetic um, home schedule that we have. And there's a little... Um, it has a, a little string on it so that you can hang it any place. Um, this is, like I said, it's magnetic. It folds up, which is great. I'll post the link for this visual schedule actually um, in the show notes. Um, I found this on Amazon. And it's, like I said, it's magnetic and two-sided. So one side um, is all blank. You can add um, different things. Like you can add the day. You can put the time of day. So like on this example here, I put Thursday and it's in the morning. And you can put down a list of tasks. So for example, in the morning here, I want to make sure that Drayson gets his morning routine down. So number one, I just put wake up. <laughs> Let's just get up and moving. Number two, brush your teeth. Number three, comb your hair. Number four, um, take your vitamins um, and then maybe breakfast. 
And then um, number five is go to school. So this is his morning routine in the morning. So he knows that he's got to do all these things before we even get in the car and we're off to school. So um, and then you can break it down. So this side I did morning, afternoon and evening and you can put up different tasks. This visual aid actually comes with a bunch of magnets in here and they have things like um, – you know, pick up your toys, um, time to go to a party. It has a little party icon, um, pajamas, reminding them to put on their pajamas. So if I wanted to remind Drayson to put on pajamas in the evening, I can put on pajamas. Um, and you can just add it to the board. The other side of this board is a little bit more task-oriented. So Drayson really thrives off of doing tasks and completing tasks. Um, so for example, you know, wash your face. So every time he, he washes his face, you know, we put a little star there and in there's a Monday through Sunday, um, and you can put a star in each day for that they complete their chore or their task. Um, and you can do lots of things like I put, go for a walk. Um, so we can go outside and go for a walk or, um, maybe it's um, going out for pizza. So there's a little car here that says going out. And so you can put on those days when they accomplish those tasks and give them a little bit of a star. And maybe some praise and reward for that too is always a good idea in conjunction with using this visual schedule. But now that Drayson has more of his routine down, um, we don't have to use this as much, as much. But in the beginning, we used it a lot. And what I like about this magnetic board is it folds up and you can take it with you. So if we went on vacation, if we went to go see Nana and Tata for the weekend or anything like that, we were able to take this board with us and it was it was something that we could travel with, which was also really great. Um, once again, I'll post that in the show notes for you um, so that you have the link where I found this one on Amazon. Um, And as I said, I would just recommend using short, direct questions. Um, so start your questions with will you, do you, where is, and what is. So like I said, be careful using too many words in your questions. Like, oh my gosh, I can't find my sunglasses. You haven't seen my sunglasses, have you? Instead, just ask where are my sunglasses. And I realize that the that doesn't seem very conversational, but – um, it will become more conversational as long as you can be a little bit more concise in the questions. It does. It will happen. It's started to happen for us with Drayson. We've noticed that sometimes I'll say, where is your blanket? And he'll actually tell me now where his blanket is. Now I can start saying, gosh, you know, I can't find your blanket. Where is your blanket? And he'll still tell me and answer me. So it's just giving them more time to process and simplify some of the answers to their questions. And it's less stressful for them. Most importantly, though, as I always say, no matter what, always communicate to your kids that you believe in them and that you love them for who they are in all of their entirety. Make sure that you also say that to your kids every day, even when you are communicating with them. It's such an important message, and um, don't ever stop doing it. If you have a short story um, or maybe a question for our show, I would love for you to email me at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. And um, if we decide to use your question, we'll definitely let you know um, that it'll be coming up on one of our upcoming shows. This concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Please feel free to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you like what you're hearing, please spread the word to others that this might be helpful for, and feel free to give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, keep working on your puzzle, and remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care. Take care.